Welcome to this week's Wrestling Stable, the show for the smart marks in wrestling. This is episode three. I'm your host, Chris Phoenix. Joining me, Distorted Zero, where we Thank run sir. down we run down the week's long wrestling stuff from a, a viewer's point of view. Somebody that knows kind of how the business works, yet you know, still a fan. Still, still a fan. fan. Yeah, that great way to put it. Still a fan. So, what'd you think of the new intro? I liked it. Um, I didn't grow a full beard while it was playing. Oh, um, my hair didn't well turn grayer in the process. Yeah, no, it was nice, <laughs> nice and concise. Well done. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, I made that. I got a little too excited with the first one and just kept rolling <laughs> with it. Uh, so, how was your week, man? It was. It was good. Um, I was chilled out. I got to catch up on some of my wrestling last night, which was nice. So, uh, we should have plenty to talk about. Bruins won tonight. As our as right after right prior to us recording, what's Correct. that? The Bruins won. Yes. Oh, you have trouble hearing another, me again. Probably without a doubt. I'll keep this short because we're here to talk about wrestling. But without a doubt, one of the best playoff series I've seen in a long time. I mean, it's just every game has been a nail biter. It's been good stuff. So, looking forward to Game Seven. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Is coming back to the hometown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into this week's wrestling news. And to open it up, I, I thought it'd be nice to talk about uh, Hulk Hogan, the egotist. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Where to begin? Um, I mean, just I love that he's tech savvy um, and he's <laughs> Mr. I'm on Twitter and I'm going to address the fans. Um, it cracks me up because it's like you're not a real general manager. You're a storyline general manager. Obviously, you have pull in this company. Yeah, but um, isn't he booking? What's that? Isn't he booking? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he's got say in it. I don't know if yeah. he's the quote unquote pencil. I don't know if he's the guy making all the matches and doing all the booking. But I mean, obviously, he's got a say in it. And I just, I'm looking at some of his comments here, the stuff that he put up on Twitter, you know, talking about, you know, the show going live. And it would, you know, I love the yeah. idea that he says it would solve 75% of the issues. If they went live, it's like you can't even put together a solid tape show. Why the show sucks right now, really? Because going live, that'll just run so smoothly. Yeah. Like, and he's like, uh, he's like, I want to do something beyond attitude. I want to do something beyond NWO. Uh, it's more than just growing a black beard or switching a title, title or verbally saying that we're changing. I'm talking about really changing the foundation to put wrestling in a whole new era. And here's the part that gets me. I know I came up with the idea. I'm going to really flush it out before I drop the bomb on you, maniacs. It's... Are you what? really... He, I'm sure he believes it, brother. I'm sure that he really, uh, in his mind, feels that he has still got his thumb or finger on the pulse of wrestling and that he understands where it's going. Watching, you, you watch TNA and you realize that nobody in any spot of authority in that organization has a freaking <laughs> clue what wrestling fans want, least of all Hulk Hogan. I mean... Guys, Jarrett yeah. is booking better shit in Mexico yeah. <laughs> than you guys got going on up here. It's, I mean, you take I, her na- oh, oh, we could go. Oh, Hogan makes my eye twitch. Yes, yeah, I get a shooting pain in like the left left temple. 
Um, yeah. I, it's, now, now, you said it before the show. Me. <sighs> you said it before the show in the um, in the pre-show that Hogan had his time. A, yeah. And, and changed, B, he reshaped the business. There's no absolutely. doubt about that. Him and Vince McMahon, absolutely no, doubt, no doubt, reshaped it. Thank you very much, Mr. Hogan, for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Bolet. But, I mean, seriously, dude, we appreciate the fact, and we are actually sad, saddened, for those of us that know about it, that you literally spend your entire time in the back sat down, and then you have to usually pop pills or be helped up or whatever the case is. You put on the face, the Hogan face, you come down to the ring, do your part, mm-hmm. and thank you, Mr. Mr. Bolay, thank you, but we don't need it. No. I mean, I appreciate you doing it and, it, and it saddens us to see you doing this. You're and you're not needed. Really, I you're sh- not. I feel like TNA has become, much like WCW towards the end of its run, of when course. it was starting to really drop, it's become the place where really great legendary talents go to die. Just go to yeah. – oh, just ruin any goodwill they had with the fans. Yeah. Flair's embarrassed himself. Sting, it's like you've turned yourself into the Joker and you're referencing a movie that came out about five years ago. It's not even a timely reference. It's like yeah. it's like he's trying to recreate his crow gimmick. I mean, Hogan and Bischoff just need to disappear. It's oh, sad. now we got now we got yeah, but now we got you know Flair getting ble- beeped out for saying uh, Bischoff because Garrett's the only one that can use it now. Garrett get Garrett's uh, Bischoff's son still getting a push. You got AJ still mid carding. Mm-hmm. You, you you are literally abusing a talent like uh, Austin Aries. You yes. really are. You're putting him in matches where he's still shining. And that's what I love about Austin Aries. You're putting him in shit matches with, like, uh, Bully Ray, who theoretically should pile do- uh, bulldoze over him. Mm-hmm. And and he's putting on a great show. He's anyway. still stealing the show yeah, a lot of times. Absolutely. I mean, he's still having some of the best matches on the card. And it's just sad. I, I, for Hogan to say that he knows what he needs to do to revitalize the business, and yet... He is basically not doing anything with this top-tier young talent that they should be building this company around. Mm-hmm. Shows me that he has no idea how to take this business to the next level. He has no clue. If I had to, if I had to throw a guess out there, I'd say that uh, somebody went to Hogan or, or Hogan and Bischoff decided they needed a, a, a few more pieces of talent. They looked around and said, where are we going to go? Let's, let's go to Ring of Honor. Who do mm-hmm. we have? And I bet you Hogan simply went, there's nobody big enough size-wise to come into TNA. We can make a star out of anybody. And somebody like Al Snow, an agent, went, no, 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 you're missing out. Austin Aries is somebody to grab right now. And I'm sure it was with the promise of the X Division getting the push and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The whole AJ, Christopher Daniels, um, uh, Kazarian angle was pushed way off to the side to where it's, you know, you got to put something as blatant as losing a match to Kurt Angle because he opened up an envelope in the middle of the ring. That's not the way this should have played out, guys. Mm-hmm. This is not 1982. <laughs> it's uh, TNA, and, I, and I'll be honest, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't BS any of our, our viewers. I haven't really been following TNA other than to check out the show notes on Facebook. I can't make myself even watch it, and I know I have yeah. to, but it's become so depressing for me to try to watch that show and just 
I'm not going to pretend that I would be a great booker or that I could run a company. Right. But you see so many obvious blunders being made week in and week out. Opening the show with Bischoff, opening the show with Hogan. <laughs> Guys, we're not tuning in for you, period. End of story. We're not. I'm but they're sorry. convinced that that's what people are tuning in for. And when you read a lot of fan comments, apparently a lot of TNA fans are. Now, as we continue on with it, though, let's let's clear something up that I, I thought we should clear up during the pre-show, which is the difference between heat, pop, and just letting your wrestlers or, or, or being part of the live show and letting them know that you don't care. If you're at home, change the channel or channel surf. If you're at a live event, the way to let them know that you do not like them is not to boo. Do not boo. When you boo at a live show, all they're doing is going, wow, I got got wicked heat. These Mm -hmm. people hate me. This is going over great. Example, Eric Bischoff. Nobody give a rat's ass if you're going to be putting yourself in the main event or if you have something to say over there. Maybe before in the NWO. Yeah, sure. Not now. I really don't care. I want you to book a good show with AJ uh, Aries. I want you to call back some of your other talent that you let go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like you to continue pushing. Rude and Storm should be, you know, your main event. Bubba should be right behind them because Bubba's back in the game. And he does put on a good show. You know, quit doing all that. Um, you're just, you're screwing the pooch. You're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and I also think another problem is, uh, you know, don't boo. The pop is the cheering. You know, if you want to let your re- the wrestling go out for a bathroom break if you're at a live show. <laughs> don't clap. Sit down. Don't do anything. Or turn you back if you feel the need to. Do the classic. Just what happened to the classic, like, boring chant, you know, or yep. shut up and wrestle. I mean, we used to have these great yep. chants that you would hear back in in the 90s exactly. on Raw, WCW, and ECW where the mm-hmm. fans would make it obvious to the talent and the people backstage, this sucks. We're yep. not entertained. Fans don't what? do it anymore. Talent, talent back then, and I'm telling you, talent now, AJ Styles, CM Punk, people like that are going to hear a chant like that and just flip gears. And from what I've been told a couple of times that that's happened, people have gotten in trouble for it because they went, you know, off of script or off of spots. And it was, it was like, you know what? These guys are doing what they were made to do or what they love to do. Mm -hmm. But let's just continue on with the, another nonsensical angle. I don't even know where the hell it coming from with this thing is this whole Dean Ambrosia. Ambrose. I don't thing. go. I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know. Is, <sighs> is it a shoot? You know what I mean. I is it the real? De- is it it's, the real deal, or is this building up to something where they're going to use him on, you know, on WWE television? You know what I mean. Are they trying to create some sort of a gimmick a that they can work with? I just don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. What they're doing with this. I don't think anybody's sure. It started off with Dean Ambrose talking to, um, at the WrestleMania event, confronting Mick Foley in a lobby, um, talking about how a lot of wrestlers' careers are cut short because of the stuff that Mick Foley started doing. Mm -hmm. Mick Foley, again, was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone was like, this is pretty cool. This is a shoot. Okay, it's a shoot. 
and then you start hearing about how writers were following McFoley, you know, typing things. Okay. If it's a shoot, they're typing shit like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what's going on right now, <laughs> you know, to people, or, or we got to get this off the air or something. But it's not, it turned out to be an angle. Now, moving forward, Dean Ambrose uh, says something about Mick Foley's kids, which I thought was extremely inappropriate in any oh, yeah. way, sh- way, shape, or form. Um, Mick Foley then kind of said that, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work a program with Dean because one of the agreements that we made, I thought kind of like the handshake was a handshake type thing, mm-hmm. not to talk about my kids and Dean did. And then there was a rebuttal from Dean. And then all of a sudden that just got real quiet. And now William he's Regal? Cut, yeah. <laughs> now, he, now he's cutting a promo on William Regal in the FCW. Great promo. Yeah. I put it Good in the stuff. show notes. Good promo. Classic promo. But what? <laughs> I don't. The only thing I can really say is, I, I mean, I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what the plan is. But the more I see of this guy cutting promos, the more I think this guy's kind of he's kind of got main event heel written on him. Like I really, yeah. I, he reminds me of Brian Pillman. Exactly. Oh, that, good call. Good like, call. It's like, good are call. you? Is this real or not? I can't tell. I mean, he good call. gives that level of yep. creep factor and crazy, yep. where he comes off legit, and I think the guy could really work some great angles on now you have know, you seen him wrestle Smackdown. have you seen him wrestle yeah well okay i haven't is he is he good he is he's good. good he's kind of i would relate him to uh he's a more technical style wrestler kind of fitting that he's you know feuding with regal because he's kind of got that stiff style a lot of submissions and counters Oh, that's good. Well, you know, everybody that's ever said that if they shut the shut the hell up and listen to Regal, they will learn a shit ton about wrestling in the ring. Oh yeah, they Triple H. Just... I mean, that was the guy that helped Triple H out when he first went into WCW. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy is. I've always been a Regal fan. I don't want to go on a tirade about that, yeah. but I've always I thought agree. the guy was great. I agree. And um, I agree. yeah, I, you know, this. I don't know what they're going to do with Dean, but he's kind of. He's winning me over more and more. The more promos I watch, the more stuff I catch of him. I, I he, he's kind of impressing me, and I, and maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe that's what this is all about. Kind of introduce him to the marks, get him out there, yeah. So that they kind of build up enough stock footage, so that if they do debut him on a Raw or SmackDown, they've got something to work with. That's I mean, a good point know. because uh, not only did. Uh, did they keep Regal off of TV for a while? But they are, they are getting away from his heel factor and more of kind of like a face, kind of like a neutral face. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, a debut. There was a debut over on SmackDown this week. Yes, which yes, kind of made me again go, "Who the fuck is writing SmackDown? <laughs> Who's booking this shit?" I. I, I can sum it up this way. Um, I watched about half of SmackDown, so it's kind oh, we'll of get one into of those that things later. right now where... Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah. It, All right. But, um, yes, it was Titus O'Neil and Darren Young. Um, Darren now, where Young, do we know these people from? I mean, Darren Young was, why he was an NXT guy. He had the ridiculous there you kid go. and play the hair Don, going. The Don King hairdo. That's all you they, need to they, say from NXT. They shaved that down. He's looking Titus, somewhat less ridiculous. What I don't understand is you bring these two guys in, and then you have them defeat your prominent tag team. 
Like their first match out, beat your top tag team. Really? I mean, I know the idea is to get new talent over, but mm-hmm. you don't crush the credibility of established team just so these two mid-card guys that are probably going to be gone in six months can come in and have a win. I just didn't – I don't understand it. The I, thing that killed me is I think this is politics. I think this is complete politics. I think they got a problem with Rikishi. Um, Rikishi is the Usos' father. Yep. You Grand, think there's bad blood there? And I think there's I think there's a problem with the Yokozuna thing. Some of the things Rikishi said. Rikishi going long on the um, Hall of Fame interview uh, on speech, yeah. getting cut short on all the replays of it. Um, I think that has a lot to do with that. The Usos are not untalented. I, I, I no, don't. they're they're a solid tag team, and I mean, quite Every, frankly, I'm glad to see tag team wrestling actually treated seriously again in the WWE. Because let's face it, for a while, tag team wrestling was underneath the women's divas. Oh my you god! Know, in in card and port. you gave like, them bronze belts, or was that a TNA? One of them gave them bronze belts, and I thought, wow, that's such a slap in the face to the tag team division. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you are slapping the rockers. You slap. I mean, it's just bad. I don't. I don't understand. I think the Usos are a great tag team. They threw. They they let them kind of do every gimmick. And they, I thought they went over. It sounded like they went over with the crowd. Yeah, the crowd um, seems to respond to their matches and, <clears throat> and gives them a, you know, a decent pop when they come out. It's not like crickets, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. they get a response, but I think it's kind of typical WWE booking when it comes to the tag team division that they are just all about slapping teams together. It's you don't agreed. really see the great team chemistry of the, you know. I mean, like the Dudley boys. That's another reason. Why are you going to push? I mean, I understand to get the tag team division going, you're going to need to create a tag team. Hence, Titus and Darren Young. I get it. I understand you have to establish them by putting them over. The Usos, you haven't even had them on TV in a while. Why are you going to put, why are you going to do that to them when they can step in at a later time and Uh become another tag team? To fend off, or or if Titus and Darren are going over, you slide the Usos in there to take their spot. And the saddest part about that, though, is that you know that they're going to cut down the Usos' credibility by having them lose to this new tag team. They'll push this new tag team, and then they'll take like Big Show and Kali and throw them together <laughs> and give them the straps. I it's like, like all this work <laughs> to push these tag teams, and then they're like, "Hey, let's just take two dudes, oh throw God. them together, and give them the belts." They do it every damn time. It's Dude, probably going to happen again. I hate, I hate Kali. Oh, I hate watching Kali wrestle. I cannot stand watching Kali wrestle. It kills me. They gut Kali just to get into their foot into India, and. It, and it it's just... like watching a retarded giraffe with arthritis move around. <laughs> it's just lumbering and sad. Every time I just see, I hear that music come on, and I'm let like, let me tell you something. No, I'm six no. three, and yes, I am a black belt, but I'm six three, and I guarantee you, in a bar fight, the odds of him laying a hand on me is going to be slim and none. <laughs> this and guy, just, it's like. The fact that his finishing move is a chop, and it's like you have to get. Big Show is different. Big Show is different. To to just compare the two, Big Show is different. I've met Big Show. He is, oh my god, I can't even tell you how big that man is. Um, But Big Show's got some skills to him, and I wouldn't want to get into a bar fight with him or anything. But Kali, I mean, it's not even convincible. And speaking of big men, (laughs) 
Guess who missed another show? Uh, oh, could show. it be Sid Vicious slash Sid Justice <laughs> slash who cares anymore at this point? I mean, good Lord. I didn't oh, even know this people one, were still this booking one, this guy. This, like, this one should get him never booked again. He hurt his knee, his knee putting into bleachers pre-show. So he can't wrestle. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I was going to grab... Um, a, a fine rock and roll favor, go on, take the money, and run. But I figured everybody's kind of singing that in their head already. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just, that's just so sad. It's like, how have the mighty fallen? It's like, I man, I can't call... work the show tonight because I tweaked my knee setting up the bleachers. It's like, wow. And you uh, used to wrestle Hogan for the world title. Oh, I mean, gosh. I know Just Incredible is right up the not right up the road, but he's like an hour away. And I'd love to call him and just ask him if, because um, I don't know for sure, if Sid's one of those wrestlers that takes the money up front. Some of them take the money up front. Some of them take the money when they get there. Some of them take mm-hmm. the money after the show. Some of them get half and half. It all depends on the wrestler. Um, I know, uh, for instance, uh, John Morrison's getting five grand for for pretty wow. much showing up. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, usually, surprised Molina's with him also, but it wouldn't surprise me if Molina's getting like two grand too. Mm-hmm. But I like to know if Sid gets paid up front because if he does. <laughs> It's just, he's out of there, dude. He's he put those bleaches away and he got in his car and went on a plane. <laughs> he had no intention of being there. Oh yeah, he wasn't working that show at all. And oh, our man. final uh our final story story is one that, oh, boy. that just cracked up you and I uh, incredibly. Uh if anybody saw the Raw with the Stooges on it. Now, first, let's let's talk about Stooges. I personally don't get their humor. I appreciate their humor as somebody that loves comedy. I love their comedy. I don't laugh hysterically at it. Um, but those three can never exist again. It's just yeah. it, it, those three it had its or time. those four, five, technically. That's it. It's you done. have these three guys portraying the Stooges. That would have worked on an SNL skit. It does not work for a movie. Now, to, because you know in the pre-screenings that the movie's going to bomb, you start booking them on everything you possibly can, including wrestling. So they go on wrestling, and it's just absolutely horrible. They go out there. People start booing. Uh, of course, they were told prior that you know people are going to boo. It's a wrestling show. Yeah. So they were, I, I guess they were supposed to be prepared for it, but why don't you take it from there because you're really – you you got so, you are heated. Sean Hayes, aka the guy you haven't seen on TV since he was on Will and Grace. This douche uh, nozzle should be psyched to get any screen time, and instead he flamboyantly and fabulously gets pissed off because the crowd doesn't appreciate him, and they boo him and his co-stars in this awful movie. He goes on the Conan show, and it, here's another guy talking about falling from grace. But anyway, it goes on the Conan show. And, you know, basically just says that he was embarrassed to be on the program. He would never go to a WWE event. It's just beneath him. It's like, dude, you signed on to be in the Three Stooges movie. You read the script. And agreed. Yes. (laughs) And that is now on your resume. And you're embarrassed by pro wrestling, you tool. I know. Oh God! I'm and, sorry. And, you go, man. You go. Well, well, what what is great about this is that a lot of wrestlers. There's a few of them in, in the history of wrestling, um, but since the '80s, essentially, uh, prior to the '80s, or let's say pre-Hogan, pre-Hogan, if you said, "Oh, you know that shit's fake," somebody like Vader, 
Harley Race, Terry Funk. They're going to punch you right in the face and ask you if that was fake. <laughs> that's pretty much how it's going to go. Or they're going to throw you over the bar and ask you if that was fake. Yeah. Because that's, again, how they wrestle. They had to defend their business. I mean, that's how they did it. After Hogan, if you ask somebody if it's fake, they just kind of giggle to you and go, <laughs> okay, whatever. Be- you know why? Because they're making a shit ton of money. Alundra Blaze, also known as Medusa, who hasn't wrestled since the 80s in the women's division, mm-hmm. uh, when they had a women's division, just got a residual check. Yeah, she hasn't wrestled a decade. Uh, you know, got a residual check for $387,000 because she still has a hand, a little bit of merchandise, and she's in a couple of games. I mean, And she was on a couple of DVDs. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where she gets her residuals from. So if you want to goof on wrestlers and wrestling, laugh all you want because, you know, Vince McMahon's a billionaire. He might be a lot of things, but he's a billionaire and a brilliant businessman, and every (laughs) business person will tell you that. Not to mention the fact that these wrestlers are, whether you respect what they do or not, they are celebrity. You could take Sean Hayes and Chris Jericho, CM Punk, any damn wrestler – Stand them up on the street, and 90%, I guarantee you, of the people are going to recognize the wrestler over Sean Hayes. End yep. of story. You know, yep. so you can try to be high and mighty, and I guess that would work for you if you were some Academy Award nominated talent and you wanted to be a pretentious douche and make fun of something that you got <laughs> paid to do, ass clown. Um, fine. <laughs> But you're Sean Hayes, and you haven't done crap. Yeah. You, nobody I mean, at least cares Will about Sasso. you. Will Sasso. I mean, Will Sasso is going to take it with a grain of salt because he's a comedian. Well, and Will Sasso loves wrestling anyways. He did you know, tons of stuff but it's with like the did WWE Sean Hayes, over the did Sean, did Sean, like, Let me ask you this. Is Sean Hayes' credentials? I don't know. You might not know. Does Sean Hayes have a stand-up credential? If he does, did he never get booed? Did he only work gay clubs? Did he only work the gay angle? You know, know. What, what's, his, what's his comedic resume? To, it, I think it's like anything else. Instead of having fun with it and taking it for what it was, whether you're a fan or not, he decided that he wanted to make himself look above it. You know, yeah. if he talks down on it, it makes him look somehow superior. No, it just makes you look like a pretentious jackass who's in an awful movie, who's basically watching their career fade away. Bye-bye. Like, in another year, you'd be dying to be back on Monday Night Raw just so you could get screen you know, time. You know, I mean, when, you know when all of us realized as kids that uh, – because our dads didn't tell us a lot of times. But do you, uh, do you know what happened a lot of times when, when we found out wrestling was fake? Was when we hit our brother in the face – and it hurt. He didn't just get up. Or I body slammed him and he sat there and cried. And you were like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, we all learned that. Granted, it was dumb in the hard way. Now I explain to my son and I even show him how punches are thrown and how to take a bump. And, you know, they get it now. But I don't know. I just thought this guy was a douche. And you're absolutely right. So let's get into the uh, the week's programs because that was another mm-hmm. disaster. From front to back. Let's start with the first one, which is Raw. That way we can wrap this up for this week. Yes. Um, Raw, I got to admit, I, well, I had it on the DVR. I watched it. There was definitely a little uh, fast-forwarding through some of the matches. I thought the the Henry-Punk match had some good spots. Punk running you know, along the, wait, wait, the wait, rail. Wait. And Henry worked again? What's, oh, yeah. The, the oh, main event. Oh, I mean, First off, let's just him. say they're in England. They're, you know, yeah. So the crowd's awesome. Yeah. That's one of the best spots. The, the fans went nuts for Punk. Um, and the match with him and, and, and Mark Henry was not bad. Mm-hmm. But it had to culminate in, you know, another kind of, like, 
He got a clean win over Henry, um, yep. but it had to digress into another Jericho on the Titan Tron. Uh, going to keep bringing up the stuff about you folks. And I'm going to show footage of CM Punk <sighs> going into a pub. What are you doing in a pub, CM Punk? Must be a real, like, they're just really running this, like, is he a drinker yeah. or straight edge? Is he really straight edge? It's just, I just feel like with, with two great I... personalities like that, there are so many better things that they could be feuding with than this whole straight edge thing. My take, um, <laughs> Henry's in some deep shit. <laughs> they are working one. that, dude. They just want to kill him, I think. <laughs> like, they're just working him into the crowd. I, I know. Number two, um, I don't think the storyline, for, for those of us that have been watching wrestling for a long time, I don't think the storyline essentially is going to matter too much for um, the Jericho Punk because we know as fans that one, it, it, once they get into the ring, it's just going to be awesome. Well, yeah. So course. it's I mean, like, oh, we're I just doing feel the like, thing. It's a waste of time. I, yeah, I just feel like it's just, they're just wasting time. Now, a little further into the show, you've got Daniel Bryan, who honestly love his heel persona. Didn't know yeah. how it was going to go. I always thought Daniel Bryan had some trouble on the stick. I always felt like he didn't come off as interesting as a lot of guys. Hey, hey Zero. Hey, Zero. Yes. Isn't AJ hot? Um, she's a, she's, she's, a cute she's an attractive young thing, lady. Um, she's I will, a cute little thing, I, I will say this, though, about AJ. Got to say this. She's she can actually bad, wrestle? Well, she's... She, my only thing with her and this whole few like this whole gimmick between her and Daniel Bryan is she's kind of like a bad soap opera actress. So sometimes I'm just like she tries to get well, emotional to and it, it just feels stilted. And I'm like, you know what? Can we just bury this now? Like, let me seriously. let me let me tell you why. Live, she's so small that she has to do the exaggerated kind of things side to side, so to, that the crowd yeah. in the stands can yeah. see her. Yeah, but um, she she is a cute little number and people. Watch her. She can wrestle very well. I would love to see her in TNA. Look, when it comes to the women in wrestling, I watch WWE to watch a titty popping. Hopefully. <laughs> I watch TNA to actually watch some so solid wrestling. female wrestling. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, but going back what to Daniel Bryan, you know, I think he's been really great as this heel. He's been really entertaining on the stick. Changing the name of uh, the LaBelle lock to the oh, Yes lock was I incredible. I like that. I like that. I like that, that though. Because uh, just, uh, LaBelle's even old for us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we have to Google him. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's great. I think it's great. I, I agree. Really been, I, agree. I really like what they've been doing. Um, I think for me the big the biggest part of the night on Raw the stuff that I enjoyed the most was the quote unquote shoot interview with Brock Lesnar. Okay. Um, I thought it was well done. You know, Brock has a lot of UFC experience. Or... He knows how to talk up a fight. Okay. And he did a great job of coming across legit. He he didn't come across like a wrestler cutting a promo. He sounded like a guy you know a boxer or a UFC guy. Good. Hyped up a fight. Good. It came off as legit, and I think the way they kind of have rushed this Brock Cena showdown together, mm. it's worked. Though I think I like the idea of bringing Brock in and making him the heel. He's the guy that Laurenitis is behind, who's going to legitimize things. Well, let me tell you how this is going to end. You want me to tell you how it's going to end, or do you want What's me that? to let you surprise? Do you want me to leave the surprise for you? Because I no. know how it's going to end. Go for it. It's going to end with Cena losing. Well, he has, has to. Yeah, okay, okay. He lost to The Rock. 
He's going to lose to Lesnar. And I think he's going to lose one more, but I don't know to who yet. Um, I think I'm almost thinking I would love to see them work something out with Batista. Possibly. Just comes in one time. Just come, yeah, just work work on a small-term contract with them. That'd have them show up on a Raw while Cena's out in the ring. Good call. Same deal. Comes out. Batista bomb Cena, you know, and it's just and another then when the guy time is right, when the time is right, you make him snap, turn him heel, which would be awesome. Open for, I mean, that's what my. All right, anything else exciting on Raw? Happens. Anything exciting on Raw after that? Not really. <laughs> not really. Honestly, Good. not really. I mean, it was it wasn't one of their worst shows, but it also, I mean, there was just. So much filler and me just yeah. with the fast forward yeah. button, just kind of moving through it because All it was right. just. Uh, uh, they had TNA. R-Truth dressed up like Sherlock Holmes running oh, around. I don't Santino want to hear it just Yeah, it was Well, it was rough. Santino's always funny. TNA, what do you got? Um, I was hoping you could kind of clue me on it because I honestly didn't watch it. All it's... right, absolutely. The Hogan Show, Um, I can't even tell you. I wanted to actually talk about it. But it disgusted me to watch a lot of the stuff that was going on. If you saw it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It was a Hogan Bischoff show. That's essentially that what it was. Episode though, I mean, that's no, why I no, can't this even was bring really bad. I thought, I personally thought this was really bad. With like, even Angle putting putting up a good show as he always does. Still, even his him AJ, you could just tell their hearts weren't really in it. They were doing their job, which was good. But, I mean, not Mickey James didn't have the heart into it, but didn't have the heart into it. Um, but we'll wrap up the show with my personal favorite of the week, which was SmackDown. Oh, boy. How much of SmackDown did you watch? Oh, man. Because I know exactly I think, how much I watched. Like maybe a half hour or so, 40 minutes maybe. Like, fast-forwarding, mind you, too. Like, I moved through a lot I of watched non-fast-forwarding. 18 minutes, 34 seconds. Yeah, it was a little rough. It was a little yeah. rough. I don't know. And I don't know if it's because the like Raw is the super show and it's got talent from both rosters and they just – it seems to be the you know the better of the two. Or if it's just that just some of the angles on SmackDown, I don't care. I mean, first off, they handle a lot of this stuff on Raw. You know what I mean? You see the interactions exactly. between – There is so many – oh, on Raw this week. Yeah, so it's – I don't know. Oh, okay. This Kane Randy Orton thing, I just kind of wish they could wrap it up. It's like I don't <laughs> care. You're oh sorry, Randy, your dad got beat up off camera. Like we cut back to the dressing room and he's laying on the floor. Like it's there's no drama in it. I don't care. Oh, I, now that you said something about Kane, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I forgot to say something oh. about TNA. Yeah, uh we all know that is actually not um <laughs> not Abyss's brother. Could you please stop with the stupidity? Yeah. Back to SmackDown. My time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's oh, God. Time. It was bad enough that I had to see him in action on Raw. Oh. And because I had them DVR'd, I literally watched Raw and then went straight into SmackDown. And it was just too much Funkadelic Brodus Clay and his Funkadactyls. Wait, I just wait, 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 wait. Here's what I want to tell. WWE brass, like if I could just pick up a phone and call them and have a few seconds of their time. First of all, Smack Kidman. No, kidding. Um, <laughs> it was a great line. Uh, sitting in Gorilla, Smack Kidman. <laughs> one of the things you guys need to remember is, number one, Funkasaurus sucks. The whole character sucks. It's not entertaining. 
He looks awkward and disgusting. Don't pop for it. You know what I mean? Nobody, Nobody pops for it. Yeah. I don't know who you're I don't know I don't know what you're thinking. Number two, adding hornswoggle did Ugh. not help you. Not at all. Not even a little. And number three, you fucking took it honest to God talent like Honico from Mexico and you are ruining him. Another talent that you just let Brodus walk all over. Yeah. It just, it kills me. Kills me. Breaks my heart. I, I don't get it. I mean, it's kind of like the Lord Tensai thing. I mean, I like that they're pushing him. I like that they're, you know, he's beat scene up on Raw. You know, that was their main event. And, it, you know, I like that. But at the same time, I'm like, everyone knows he's the A-Train. You can't repackage that head, people. It's just, it, it, it's just that simple. The size it, of that man's head alone, you cannot repackage. You will always be that guy. You think just because you hook him up with like he's got like an Asian dude following him around, and you slap him in some like Street Fighter <laughs> gear that we're gonna be fooled? It's like, well, just scribble some Japanese writing on his face, and like no one's gonna remember that he was A Train. Like, come on! Like, I know. Just stop it. Stop it, WWE. <laughs> it's insulting to my intelligence that you think my memory is that damn short that I Look, don't remember you have people, ten years ago. You have people literally, number one, that have been fans for a long time, and number two, are actually doing this on a podcast that are having trouble sitting through your program, that are counting on somebody else to write about your program so we can comment on that. That's how bad it's getting. It's pretty sad. It's like, obviously, we're And this is directed to, to TNA and SmackDown mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown has been on a slippery slope for a while anyways, let's face it. I yeah. mean, it's, it became their more kid-friendly show. And it's just, it's always fluctuated. There's been times where it's been strong, and then there's times where I can't even sit through it. Packages are outstanding. Mm. Um, every package you guys do, regardless of who it is, it's a great oh, yeah. package. Your camera is phenomenal. You guys make everything from the zoom in to make um, uh, Tyrannosaurus, whatever the hell his name is, Brodus, uh, look meaner with his splash. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You guys are top notch. Just you know, get to the get to the writing. You guys have dropped the ball with writing, which is weird. And I don't. And it surprises me because there's so many old school hands, like Dusty, like Freebird, Michael Hayes, that are yep. involved in the process. Triple and I don't H, know if they're Triple pushing H, them Stephanie. away from the young writers, but these guys were involved in some of the greatest feuds of all time. I think don't, they could probably write some freaking zero. Good feuds. Don't discount Stephanie. She's literally grown up with it. She yep. actually has a love for the business. So don't discount Stephanie McMahon. She's got, she's. I I like her attitude. So I've um, always liked her. I thought she was entertaining on camera. I mean, she was a great. She much like her dad and her brother transitioned from behind the scenes to on camera in a way that nobody else probably ever has. You know what I mean? So, okay. got to give her props on that. But yeah, that was the state of wrestling this week. Let's hope it's a lot more exciting <laughs> this coming week. week. We'll see what happens. All right, I'm going to have us uh, be taken out by my buddy uh, Dino Bravo, who nice. plays locally here in the Bristol Warren Barrington Tri-Town area in his band rendition. Check him out on Facebook, and we'll catch you next week. Uh, stay tuned for Stick Style. Oh, yes. Right? Oh my 
because I wrestle no one. And we're out. Good show. <coughs> Take your break. I want to kill the coal. Oh, and I got a surprise for you, too. I felt bad because I didn't watch Raw. So in in about 20 minutes, I made a new intro. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So, you know, give or take that as what it is. It was 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is the intro itself 20 minutes long? No. Uh Fuck you. All right. Awesome. difference you know what i mean yeah and I, well you know i'm surprised so many times when i read comments about hogan or tna you know i follow him on facebook and i read the comments i'm just astounded how many people fan wise still swing off of hogan's nuts oh, after all these years i know there's still people that if you criticize hogan they get irate 